Roselius three. Good. Woolridge goes under the screen. Does Woolridge three for DJ? Between the circles, into a three. He got it. Yo, and the two-hand hammer. It is indeed over, and here come the fans. They're storming the floor at the Marriott Center. Senior night is a night to remember. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live on a winning Monday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, and all of those fans were heard on Saturday night, Monday, February 24th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who's never afraid to ruin a good suit, Jerem Jordan. Saturday after the win, like, who knows, an hour after the game or something, BYU finally gets to the locker room, right? And Mark Pope says the following as he is about to meet the players. Hey! Hey! Listen, this is a brand new custom suit. So let's move it! <laughs> ruin that suit. So let's ruin it! So good. Uh, so good. Uh, Mark had a busy evening as well. So he told The Rock the night before, if we win, we're all going to Cubbies and I'll pay for it. It was eighteen hundred bucks. Man of his word. It was eighteen hundred bucks. But that guy's this, this maybe the second highest paid employee of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Saints, so I think he can afford it. Surely he won't have trouble throwing down You're twenty three, more dollars four. so that we can eat lunch today as well. Ex- exactly. He'll be in studio, by the way. There you go. Here is today's show lineup. As Jeremy mentioned, Mark Pope and his wardrobe with one less custom suit in Studio B. What's the next step for BYU basketball after such an emotional high? Pepperdine awaits on Saturday. I thought the season was over. That's what it felt like. Assistant coach Chris Burgess on the game plan that beat second-ranked Gonzaga, plus our and-one recap and the other BYU team to beat a top-five foe over the weekend. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Beginning with, of course, an epic win. BYU defeats number two Gonzaga 91-78 on Saturday night, a senior night celebration led by the seniors, naturally, and headlined by Yoli Childs, 28 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 assists. That's an historic stat line. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Storming the court, Jake Toulson had 17 points. He was money from Jimmer Range on multiple occasions. TJ Haas, clutch, 13 points, 7 assists. The Cougars are the NCAA March Madness Team of the Week, and we expect an official AP poll any moment with BYU jumping up somewhere we think in the teens. I'm guessing 17. That's my pick. Okay. How high will the Cougars climb after an epic victory? The most important thing is the seed line, and BYU moves up a spot to a six seed in the latest bracketology from ESPN's Joe Lenardi, slated to play Wichita State and St. Louis. Gonzaga stays a one seed despite the loss. St. Mary's an eight seed. Cougars are up to 14 in net today. 14. How about that? 16 in Ken Palm. 
And Andy Katz released his top 36 this morning and has BYU at 14. A number of different national writers and voters I've seen put BYU at 14 or 15. I wonder how high it's going to push them. I wonder that high, yeah. BYU will certainly climb five to eight spots, right? That was a huge win. And it was a day where other number ones went down, right? Kansas and Baylor was a battle of one seeds. And Kansas won at Baylor. UNLV, who BYU beat by 33, beat San Diego State first loss of the year. And then Gonzaga goes down. It was a crazy day in college hoops. Unbelievable. Uh, Didn't I just say it? A new AP poll expected any moment. And now we've got it. Hit it. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. The BYU Cougars are ranked number 17 in this week's AP Top 25 poll. That is six spots up (laughs) from last week at number 23. BYU number 17 in the writer's poll. Number 14 in the net rankings, which matter most. And 16 in Kempom. Good to be top 20 in three major metrics. 17. This is awesome. Uh, it's a prime number, which I just love, you know. 17 plus, uh, you know, 17. I love 17. You know that. This is great. Uh, BYU deserves this. BYU's earned this. And uh, we'll break down the game and what it means and all this stuff coming up. Number two, BYU men's volleyball quietly sweeps USC. And moved to 15-0 on the season. BYU inching toward the best start in program history. They're just three victories shy of tying that mark. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez had eight kills, three digs, and six blocks. Ho-hum performance to beat the Trojans. And he moves up to number 10 in career points scored in the rally era at BYU. Not bad, not bad. Stanford this weekend at Hawaii next week. Woo! Let's go. Number 15, BYU Gymnastics. Just all these ranked teams on camps. This is great. Put up a 196-2 to beat number five Denver Saturday. There's your other top five win. At Denver. At Denver! The Pioneers. Bregan versus the Pioneers. Cougars continue to roll up 196-plus performances. Elise Rollins, career-high 9-9 on the beam. Abby Miner took second in the all-around 38-9. Cougars go to Illinois State Friday. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Down go the Zags while the Cougars rise up. BYU pulls off one of the top five wins in Marriott Center history. And best Gonzaga, senior night, number two team in the country in town. A bunch of different notable streaks on the line. The most important, however, Jerem, BYU's now won eight straight games in the West Coast Conference for the first time ever. Ever. You have to go back 12 years to get eight games in a row. Jeremy, right? In there, league. There were so many palpable, unforgettable, amazing moments within that 91-78 win against Gonzaga. You stood next to me for the majority of the second half right behind the BYU yeah, bench. I, I was up when I started, and then I was like, I'm going with you, man. You're behind the BYU. <laughs> so you and I sat behind the or stood behind the BYU bench in like a really awkward spot where we'd never be unless it was this game. Incredible. Yeah. What was the best thing your eyes witnessed on Saturday night? The court storm, because it meant BYU won, and it meant the seniors went out on the high note, and it meant the number two Gonzaga went down. I mean, this was an all-time night in the Marriott Center. The game was so good. BYU played such a great game. They put up 91 on number two Gonzaga, and these the, the Rock was there two hours before. It's like an empty gym. Sean Farnham does this hit for the web. Where he, it's an empty gym and he turns and it's the rock and it, it was just 
overflow. The the students who got there last, and so, a lot of students were turned away, were in obstructed view seating for the first time ever. And they're on the court, and Mark Pope's high-fiving everybody, and the seniors have this moment where they get to talk as well. And this was awesome, the second recorded court storm in BYU basketball history. BYU did the unthinkable. We, we thought they could hang in this game. To win by 13, which is the exact same margin, by the way, as the San Diego State 2011 game of note, was unbelievable. And what did I say Friday, and what did we discuss, would be a major difference in this game? Yoli freaking Childs makes it a 36-point swing from losing by 23 in Spokane to winning by 13 at home. This was a coronation for a senior group who has not made the NCAA tournament, who didn't even make the NIT last year, and exactly 350 days later, after losing to San Diego in disappointing and embarrassing fashion, Childs comes back. Toulson comes back. As Mark Pope joked, TJ Haas stayed. Forever. Meanwhile, you got Alex Barcelo. And these guys and these fans will remember this night forever. That was an amazing experience. The BYU fan base as a whole needed this so much. The court storm was epic and poetic, really, because they practiced it in October. How about that? Mark Pope <laughs> has the rock practice a court storming in October, and we got a kick out of it. Like, oh, that's awesome. The last game BYU will play in the Marriott Center in the 2019-2020 season they get to actually storm the court and celebrate a win over second-ranked Gonzaga. That is unreal. Unreal. And then he spends 1800 bucks and buys the whole Rock student section dinner at Cubby's. I mean, the happiness on the coaches and their families' faces and the smiles on the seniors' faces when they came off the court with about 30 seconds left to play. Jake Toulson, TJ Haas, Yoli Chaz, just to see... An eruption of happiness. It was unreal. Like It was almost slow motion. I loved every second of it. I didn't get to experience the 2011 Jimmer Fredette versus San Diego State scenario. But I was going to make sure that I was in the midst of Sure you did, just not one. in person, right? Not, not in person. Right, and, and Cougar Nation celebrated. Whether you're watching it on TV, and by the way, it's on demand on the BYU TV app. You can watch that a gajillion times if you want. I tweeted out. Several people were like, yeah, I already have. I went home and watched the game again, right? Like, I, I know you did as well. This was awesome. And, oh, by the way, what, what did I say to you with a couple minutes left? I said, it'd be awesome if Dalton Nixon could get in. He's not in a boot. Like, he could sub in if the scenario is right. And Mark Pope calls a timeout just to sub in Dalton Nixon. He takes the uh, turnover, but he gets in the game and then, and then walks out. Just to, it just, everything was perfect. Feel good. Everything was perfect. The senior ceremony before, and, and we chatted with T.J. Haas and Yoli Childs after, and and uh, TJ and Yoli were like, man, it was, it was hard before. It was very emotional. And it was this, this thank you for coming back. Thank you for this season. And they gave the fans uh, a thank you of their own. We did the show in the Marriott Center for the first time on Friday because we got the sense that this was something really, really big. And we all felt it. And Monday I tweeted out, this is going to be the closest thing to San Diego State 2011. Like, I felt the buzz early, right? And it t- absolutely was. People have asked me, what's better? What's better? I don't really care right now which one is better. They were both unbelievable. And BYU wins this amazing game. It's just the, the, the last time BYU beat a number two team at home was 1965. It was in the Smithfield House against St. Joseph's. This was amazing. It was 
beating Gonzaga. It was beating number two. It was senior. It was all these amazing things. And what was the best thing I saw? All of it. Like, like all of it was it's awesome. It's hard to pick one thing. And I loved that the senior showed up, too, like you talked about, Spencer. Yoli Childs, 28 and 10. How good, how good was he? TJ Haas, 16, defensively at the beginning of the game, drawing charges. Jake Toulson makes five threes. Zach Suggis has 12 points. Oh, Zach was so awesome defensively, ripping the ball away from Gonzaga, players on the ground. He did he, everything he that we, Tilly. we... He took yes. the place of Dalton Nixon yes. defensively. He did the things that Dalton Nixon does. Yes, and Gavin Baxter scores his first bucket. It's like this tip dunk, you know, and it was like, Baxter, wheel of cheese! You know, it was just... Everything played out really nicely. Alex Barcelo only has three points in this game, but that three-pointer is big uh, And he did it, comes. He did it against Utah State as well. Could not hit a shot against the Aggies. Right, one of eight. Late, uh, yeah. hits the dagger three. Hits an absolute dagger of a three late against Gonzaga. Just everything played out so well. And a lot of this, it, people have asked, okay, what's better, beating number one Gonzaga in Spokane or this? I'm saying this, and here's why. What have we waited for for four years? almost five, an NCAA tournament team. To, for BYU to be that, that program that they were for a long time. When Dave Rose started, BYU goes to the NIT from nothing, and then they go to like eight NCAA tournaments in the next nine years. And we're like, oh, the NCAA tournament's like a thing we do, right? And then it became a thing that didn't happen with BYU for four years. The metric shifted. It became harder now for non-power teams to get into the big dance. Well, and it's more than that. BYU just wasn't and good enough. they weren't enough. good enough. Just they weren't, weren't good, good enough. enough. That's yeah. where it, it starts here, and then you look at other factors, right? And this team has been more than good enough. As soon as Jake Toulson and Yoli Childs were back, right, you and I said this is an NCAA tournament team. What we didn't anticipate is nine-game suspension, Compound dislocation, Gavin Baxter's injury, Dalton. They fought through so many things to get to this point. And now it's just, they played this amazing schedule that Dave Rose left them. They went to Maui. They go to Houston. They win. They play San Diego State tough. And then to see this moment, and I hope this isn't the best moment of the year. It could be. Yoli Child said that as well. I don't want this to be the greatest moment of this season. The, The only way it's not is if BYU makes the Sweet 16. If BYU makes the Sweet 16, that's, that's the moment. And then we put this team in the top three all-time category. We would. Right now, they're on the outside looking in. But this team, and T-E-A-M is the key there, has been so good. This is So good. The culture's been amazing. It's been so fun. Hands down, the best team that BYU has played with in the West Coast Conference. Yes. It's not close. Yes. It no. is not close. And th- they bought in, right? You've had seniors play roles where they could have been upset. They're a freshman going, you know what? Like, Trevin Nell could be, like, super bugged. Like, oh, I broke my thumb, and I get no playing time. They don't care. What an opportunity to learn. And I told them after the game, I said, dude, the NCAA tournament's hard to get to. Just enjoy every second of this. And hopefully you're scoring 20, and we're in the tourney in a couple years. But, like, enjoy this journey. And this journey's been awesome. This journey's been so fun. They are so – no hidden agendas. Mm -hmm. I've said it so many times over the past few months. There are no hidden agendas on this team. It doesn't matter who scores, how they score, as long as BYU wins the game. That's the agenda. That's all they care about. Everyone has an agenda, but the agenda is to win. The collective agenda is to win. You talked about the senior stepping up. Yoli Child specifically did something very, very unique and spectacular, which takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yoli Childs and his 28 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, and 63.2% shooting from the field. That stat combined 
He's the first player to post those type of numbers against a number one or number two ranked team since Dwayne Wade had a triple-double in 2003 against Kentucky in the Elite Eight. Not bad. <laughs> and, and again, I'll say it, a 36-point swing. BYU plays without him in Spokane and loses by 23. They play with him at home, and BYU wins by 30. A 36-point swing. What is his value to this team? It's that, man. 36 points. His value to the team is if he doesn't cramp up at Utah, BYU has another solid victory on the resume. Yeah, and Utah's they're 24 a, and 6. Utah's a quad two loss. Boy, State's a quad two loss. San Francisco's a quad two loss, right? Uh, Yoli played in two of those three. We'll break down the resume coming up, but things are going well, man. BYU's 17th. They just beat Gonzaga. Like, life is good. Let's enjoy this. As, as Jake Tulson said, let's party! And then Bodie <laughs> Fuller tweets out like, hey, just got to Jake's house. And it's like some cheesy, uh, you know, table with like cookies and punch in it. No people there. <laughs> Nobody it's there. Nice and quiet, <laughs> reverent. Bony strikes again. Our question of the day. What was the best thing you saw in the BYU win over Gonzaga on Saturday night? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Boris Tire on Twitter. T.J. Haas, he put the team on his back at the beginning of the game, getting steals, taking charges, and great defense. He's playing like the best player on this team since he had his son. Hashtag dad bump. Hey, that's a real thing, right? His defense early was critical. He took two charges on back-to-back possessions that really helped set the tone. Yeah, a couple uh, steal, uh, you know, a couple steals, a rebound, uh, knocked the ball out of, uh, I think, uh, you know, Gilder's hand going to the to the basket. Mark Few said we weren't tough enough. They were more physical and more tough than us. And, and I appreciate and, that and from Mark Few. TJ set the tone. No, I listen, St. Mary's, we have some rancor with. Gonzaga, I have the utmost respect with, and that relationship is so good. Like, they're super cool about everything. I respect the heck out of them. Yeah, the team, the yeah. coach, the staff, the fan base, I can't say as much for right now. They're, uh, they're salty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you lost your second game. Sorry. Yes. You're 27 oh, and 2. Oh, you're still a one It's going to be all right. Boo-hoo. You're going to be the champs of the it's league. It's going to be okay. It's all good. Get over it. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, Mark Pope will join us in the studio later. But first, his assistant Chris Burgess. What was the game plan to shut down the Zags? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tomorrow night for BYU Basketball's Mark Pope is the coach and Alex Barcelo sit down with Greg Rubel plus the film room in Deep Blue with Yoli Childs. Watch it on the BYU TV app 8 Eastern tomorrow night. You can sign up as well and go to the show BYUcookies.com slash Pope Show. Uh, and you know what? We have a little court in there. Just come in and storm it as well. Storm the court. Just storm it again. We are live in Studio B. And this is a live shot, right? They're still storming? Party continues at the Marriott Center. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We now welcome in BYU basketball assistant coach Chris Burgess to talk about the incredible game plan that BYU put together and executed, more importantly, against the Zags in just one of, I think, top three. I said top five early. Top three wins all time in the history of that building. It's Mary Center's been there since 1972. That's, some, that's a big statement. That was a special night. LaSalle 66. Wait, that was the Smithfield House. Never mind. That we'll was a that special night. And we've talked about the best things that we saw. What was the best thing you saw on Saturday night? Uh, defensively, we competed right from the very get-go. It was T.J. Hawes just getting deflections, challenging passes, taking two charges in back-to-back plays where 
like this Zags come in with number one offensive team in the country, um, like points per game, efficiency in terms of uh, uh, Ken Palm. And we knew, like, y- like these guys are going to bring it. Like, we have to make plays. Like, you can guard them schematically and do these things, but they can still score and miss and make tough shots. So you have to make plays on the ball, off the ball. So those charges TJ was taking or those deflections, um, Yoli, like, you know, showing on a ball string and getting a steal, it was just that. Like, I just felt like we just competed and they were a little bit at a loss. So I, I just thought we were the tougher team. And you have to be – to beat a Gonzaga team, you have to be tougher or you're going to lose by 30. When did you get a sense that this could be a game that you could win? Um, I mean, right when Yoli came back. <laughs> um, I felt like in we the could, in the offseason. I really do. I mean, it's just the mindset like we've had, and we played them relatively tough there for a lot of the t- you know in Spokane. I mean, I know we lost by twenty plus, but I felt like we competed. There was just that segment in the second half where they got out in transition, and it was like, oh, right. Like if we could take away that two minute stretch. It's a game. Maybe it's an eight-point game, six-point game. We're a couple threes away. Um, also, the way we shoot the ball, I think if you, sh- you shoot the ball the way we do, you're always in it. I don't care who you play. Like, you look back at Kansas, who's the number one team in the country, in, in the Maui. We make some of those open shots the first half. It's a game. And so the way we shoot the ball always gives us a chance. So I've, I've always felt like we're going to compete against these guys. And then senior night, packed Marriott Center, the hype. We passed the trap game with Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. Like it was, there was a lot of things going for us, and so just a fun night. When did you uh, pull off the pedal mentally and think and and enjoy the moment at the end of that game? Because yeah. there came yeah. with ninety seconds left, it felt like it was over, right? Yeah, because I would say with about fifty seconds, I felt like they conceded in terms of not fouling. We were slowing it up, which is and, kind of a respectful yeah. thing from them, not yeah. just to race down and jack up. The and court. I'm a notebook defensive kind of. Uh, play type taker where they're scoring and things like that and so for the first time I was saying I kind of closed it and let it soak in I was looking at the crowds and it was like just like a thank you look to them right I don't know if that makes as much sense yes it was kind of this I'm not going to worry about this defense for a second I'm going to soak it in and look at you guys (laughs) and just really appreciate what you guys did for this team the whole week and so 50 seconds into left in the game that's when I kind of and that's 50 seconds more than you normally do. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's, it is. <laughs> I know. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, your mom, who is there and a rabid basketball fan and My your number one best. fan, talked to me about all of the ferocious <laughs> notes that you're taking for the entirety of yeah. the game. And she brought up, close the notebook and just enjoy the moment. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a, a big thing yeah. for you. And I said it earlier, the fan base – having this as a payoff after your practice court storm in October, building up to this moment, it just, it couldn't have been any more poetic. Yeah, it was, it was special. Um, it's what college basketball is about. Um, I, I've been really lucky to have played, you know, in some really fun venues, both as uh, opposition and the home team. Like this was amazing. It was by far one of the best venues I've ever been as a coach, by far the best man I've been as a coach. But just, I mean, it was just, I was proud of the guys, like as the seniors are coming off. Yeah, so I, like you're hugging them and just, I'm just so proud of you, right? And to me be able to just, or us to be able to just, these nine months, it, it was it was really special. So I, like, hey, we got games coming up and we're ready, but it was a special moment that you these guys are going to hold on to forever. Yes, and all the fans in there, there's, there were, what, you know, 18,000, 19,000 fans. There were there. a lot. There's going to be 50,000 that claim they were in there in 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's right. Were you, were you there? Yeah, I was there. No, you weren't. Yeah, that's um, right. 
When the Rock shows up, they're there two hours early and packed. I mean, that was unbelievable. Me. So when you got yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you guys walk out there, are you are you like feeling that? Are you trying to focus? What the, what's that like as a staff yeah. and player? Um, both. Like you're focused, but at the same time, like we got recruiting to do too, right? So I'm I'm up there with the Snapchat and getting and, some and, video. And you had a recruit in yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah, we had a right? few. We had a few. Yeah. One official and mm-hmm. a few unofficial. Um, Good game. Great game. Great game. And so, yeah, like you're soaking it in. You're focused, but you're also like you're appreciative. Like, you know, come on. We, oh, I've been at places, both the player and a coach, where you're not ever going to get that. Just not. And so you're appreciative. You're just taking in the moment. So it, it was it was really it was really special. But yeah, I, I'm coming in there, walking in, videoing it and Hey, man, you know, sending recruits. But then I'm then I'm locked in. Right. Then you're locked in. Um, but you're recruiting 24 seven. You just are. Yep. So. Assistant coach Chris Burgess of BYU Basketball with us on BYU Sports Nation. I can't think of a better way for guys like TJ Haas, Jake Toulson, and Yoli Childs, who dunks the ball for his last two points in his career at the Marriott Center. What a fitting end, right? You're watching those guys smile as they come up, and you mentioned just how proud of them you were. Uh, what was the locker room? So we saw a little snippet yeah. of it with the water drenching Mark Pope's custom super. Yeah. Ruin it! What was yeah. the whole locker room scene like outside of that little clip we saw? It was, first of all, it was excitement and their celebration. And then once it kind of calms down a little bit, um, Coach talks. And he's really good. He's really good at the message. Um, he had a great message towards the team. But he also had a great message toward Gavin Baxter. Like, Gavin had some his first back, basket of the year. Mm-hmm. But he also had some game-changing plays. Like, I'm telling you, the offensive rebound, his length in the post and shooting over him. Because we need that dude. Like, we need that dude, especially with Dalton out right now. We need that guy to continue to grow. And so the message to the team, there's also this message to Gav, like, welcome. We're, we're you know, continue to grow as the season winds down. But and, and then we go around, we're shaking everyone's hands. But it's, it's a celebration for the most part. There's a lot of pandemonium, but celebration and there's – um, you know, you're looking at you got Fred Warner there, and you got <laughs> Annie Ainge there. You're just like, pretty cool. And they all they all wandered down to the locker room, I imagine, yeah. right? So they yeah. they want to be. A they're, part of they're in the locker room. And yeah. It's just like this dude was just intercepting a ball in the Super Bowl, and now he's got this big smile, like, you know, cheering for us. Like, how, that's the just old awesome. roommate of Jake Tools. Those right. guys go back a long ways. Um, yeah, this this team has has led to this moment, right? Um, did you have a moment where you kind of? it was validating in terms of what you guys have been trying to build. And you, you guys were at Utah Valley and you were grinding. You're in like Las Cruces trying to take down New Mexico state, right? Then you're in, in the Marriott center and it's yeah. packed in national TV and Gonzaga. Did you have a moment where you're like, Hey, these guys bought in and it, everything was worth it. After the game, you know, when it calms down and you know, you're watching film because you know, that's what we do. It's like, these guys get it. All right. They, like offensively, we're, we're really good. We know that. But I was really proud of the defensively because, I mean, it's the number one offensive team in the country. And let's talk about that. During the break, we were talking about it with yeah. Ken Palm. Gives this the, that's the sixth best defensive performance yeah. against Gonzaga. Yeah, everybody. so all of Gonzaga's games and I think 30, maybe, close to that. They're 27-2. Okay, 29, yeah, 29 games. And we're the sixth best defensive game plan, efficiency-wise, against them. And they, you know, North Carolina, Washington, you know, some really, really good teams in Maui, Michigan. Arizona. Anyway, Arizona. Yeah. And so... That's a that's that like you re, that's the realization of like hey these guys are buying in that hey we can score but we also have to get stops if you want to beat Gonzaga hey there's certain teams we can just score we're going you might be able to get away defense but you can't against the Gonzagas of the world the Kansas of the world the Dukes of the world and so that was a moment and it's also a moment of like we can keep getting better 
right? We, we can keep getting better and we will. And um, fresh, motivated and healthy. And let's keep getting better. The next test is at Pepperdine. Yeah. Um, what's the key to surviving the emotional high and not yeah. having a letdown happen? Um, on to the next game. Hey, everyone got to celebrate. It's great. But starting today, when we tip off, um, defensively, we got to lock in. The no personnel, get back in transition. No Colby Ross can take over at any time. These guys almost beat Gonzaga in Spokane. They play tough here. They scored 80 points here. I know we beat them by a lot, but they scored 80 points. So they, these guys can score. So they'll, they'll be ready to move on. We'll get them. That's our job as coaches. We'll get them there. We'll get them there. Did you see the switch flip? Yes. Did you see it? Yes. It, it flipped. <laughs> it, I, I saw it. That was awesome. That yeah. was great. Okay, awesome. We uh, appreciate the time. Congratulations yeah. again. What a special night. Thanks, Saturday guys. Night. Thanks for having me on. It was awesome. Coming up, Mark Pope is 1800 bucks poorer, but it was worth it. Totally. BYU making a jump in the latest AP poll and just about every other important metric involved. We'll do a complete resume breakdown next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Got it right here, man, and it looks fine. We're Gonzaga. Watch it for the first time, which if you're watching this but you haven't seen it. Anyway. Uh, even our crew is distracted by this. Hey, focus Alex, on Alex, the live show. Alex over there on camera. Uh, you can catch it on demand on the BYU TV app or BYUtv.org. He's reliving it as long as he's in focus. Now, that's your camera, so I'm fine with this. Come on, man. <laughs> how's, how's the critical focus on my eyeballs? Yeah, he's getting a master's in comms here. He's got to do, you know, he's got to study. You know what? I'll allow it today. <laughs> today. It Tomorrow, is allowed. No. But today, it's allowable. It's allowed all week, man. Let's party. He is Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. We are partying on a Monday. BYU basketball into the top 20 in the AP rankings at number 17. That's just one little part of a loaded Monday whip around. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Number 23, BYU hands number two Gonzaga its second loss of the season, 91-78. It was the first home win versus a second-ranked team since 1965. Billy Child scored 28 points, 10 rebounds. Jake Toulson had five threes and route to 17 points. TJ has 16, Zach Sellers 12. Cougars play at Pepperdine to end the regular season Saturday, and as of 25 minutes ago, BYU is 17 in the AP poll. Yes, they jumped six spots to that number and are up to a six seed in the latest bracketology from ESPN's Joe Lenardi. At last glance of our friend Bracket Matrix, BYU is an average 6.71 seed. That's all going to move probably it's been up. A, it's been a big jump. Probably all going to move yeah. up. And uh, number 16 in Ken Palm. Again, we'll go through the full resume breakdown in just a few minutes. Volleyball. Number two men's volleyball sweeps USC Saturday, allowing uh, many fans and myself to get to the Marriott Center on time for the game. Brigham 15-0, second best start in program history, third longest win streak in program history. David Gardini, a.k.a. David Garden, had a team-high nine kills, eight digs. BYU hosts Stanford Saturday on BYU TV. Gymnastics. Number 15 BYU women's gymnastics earns a critical Dual win on the road against number five Denver on Saturday, 196.2 to 195.175. That's an uncharacteristically low score for Denver. That said, BYU showed up, went 196 plus in a foreign gym led by Elise Rollins, who had a career high 9-9 on the beam. How about BYU women's gymnastics? Swimming and diving. The men's team took second and the women's team took third. Baseball. The Batcats take three out of four games from Cal Poly over the weekend in a road series. Winning on Friday 4-3 to three, and then winning in 14 innings 14. to steal the 
back half of a doubleheader on Saturday. That 14-inning thriller was taking place while BYU basketball was beating Gonzaga. The Cougars are now 5-3 on the season. Tennis. The men's team beat Utah State 4-1 and Idaho State 5-2. Cougars in pro hoops. BYU's Eric Mika helped Team USA beat Puerto Rico 95-73. Mika with 10 points, 5 rebounds in 17 minutes. Second time in the America Cup qualifying tournament, Team USA has beaten Puerto Rico. And Brandon Davies and Jimmer Fredette played against each other on Friday. FC Barcelona and Davies beat Panathinaikos and Fredette 92-81. Davies had 7 points, 5 boards. Jimmer Fredette had 13 points and 3 assists. Softball. BYU sweeping their final two games in the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic in Cathedral City, California. 6-2 winners over Mississippi State. Then shutting out Bethune-Cookman 11-0. Riley Jensen-McFarland touted her 100th career RBI in the game against Bethune. Next game in Cali at the Judy Garman invite against Cal Poly on Thursday. Just keep playing in California. Yeah, it's working out. It's all good. You come back to Provo when it gets a little warmer. Golf. Men's team took third in the John A. Burns Intercollegiate. Peter Quest shot three under to finish in third. Tennis. Women's tennis with a 4-3 team victory over number 33, Denver. Hey, it was a good weekend to beat the Pioneers for the women's sports, uh, apparently. Yeah. BYU plays at Utah in Salt Lake City on Friday. Track and field. Men's team won the distance medley relay, or a DMR, at the JDL Fast Track with Matt Owens, Colton Yardley, my guy Michael Bluth. There's money in the banana stand. And Talon uh, Franco clocking a 938.02 to win the men's DMR on a 200-meter flat track. Hello, Michael. Women's basketball. BYU women's basketball loses a heartbreaker at San Francisco on a buzzer-beating putback layup Saturday afternoon. Brenna Drollinger did score a season-high 25 points. They're still tied for second in the West Coast Conference standings. A lot of scoreboard watching happening this week for BYU women's hoops. We'll have a couple of their games live on BYU TV. They're trying to get that triple bye, like the men's team, to the two seed. Still up for grabs, tied with San Diego. It is now time for your BYU men's basketball resume update. In on the net rankings is how we begin. BYU up to number 14 in the metric that is weighted most heavily by the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. Number 14. How about the Ken Palm Rings? Ken Palm, 16. BPI, 18. Sagarin, 20. Strength of record, 24. And KPI, we don't care. Uh, quad one games, three and four. <laughs> Why do we still include the KPI? BYU gets its best win of the season, beating Gonzaga, who was three in net after the loss. How about that? Uh, St. Mary's at 32, by the way. They could sneak in. If they get in the top 30, that's a quad one. So root for St. Mary's to beat Gonzaga on Saturday. Utah State's still in quad one. UCLA has shot up. They were 102 in net just, uh, I want to say, a week ago, week and a half ago. They're up to 76. So as long as they stay top 100, that will be a quad two for BYU. The Cougars, four and three in quad two, seven and seven in quad one and two. That looks really nice. And, of course, the perfect 15 and 0 in quad three and four. But uh, Pepperdine, by the way, quad two on the road. If BYU beats them, perhaps that drops out. But uh, you want to root for the waves outside of the games with BYU as well to be a quad two. Yes, and in bracket matrix, I have an update now. I said 6.71. BYU's average seed is a 6.29. As of 10.39 Mountain Time six is a great spot on this Monday. In the tourney, 6.11, 3.14. I would love for BYU to even get a 5, honestly. BYU uh, five, is listed 12, as a 4 seed as the high in a couple of brackets. But, uh, again, the average at 6.29. It's going well. Keep winning. 96 out of 96 brackets from Bracket Matrix. Beat Pepperdine. 
beat St. Mary's, get to tournament title Tuesday, see if you can't win that one too. If you don't, you're still in a great spot to have a really good seed. I'm hoping BYU gets like a six at this point. Right now. But a five is five is uh, within reach. Well, I Jay think. Billis yeah. told us last week on BYU Sports Nation, if BYU beats Gonzaga, they have a real shot Keep winning. to hit that five seed. St. Mary's will be, if it's St. Mary's, a quad one in the semis in Vegas. Let's go, baby. Coming up, Mark Pope in studio. Did he even sleep Saturday night to Sunday morning? And what is uh, the deal with his suit? Did he, did he actually throw it away after it got ruined? Trust me, they're going to get him another one. <laughs> Trust me. He's on his way. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back to the show alongside Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. At this rate, we may as well just make BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope the third member of our BYU Sports Nation team because he was with us on Friday. Now he's with us on Monday. Let's go every day. Coach, let's just do it. Welcome back. Uh, You're a man good for your word, whether it's uh, taking the entire student section out to dinner or uh, helping them practice a court storm effectively. We had a fun weekend, guys. It was a really great weekend. In October... October 23rd, Midnight Madness. You practice the court storm. How was the execution based on October 23rd versus Saturday night? Well, they, they, it was actually fantastic. Uh, it, it, first of all, I didn't, I didn't hear any reports about anybody getting hurt, which is the most important thing. And uh, we all got to celebrate together on the floor, just like we're all taking this journey together. Um, and so that, that makes it really special. And, and the Rock has been so unbelievable all season for us. They've been so great. And so uh, the fact that they got to celebrate that way, uh, doing it all together, was pretty great. When you roll into the, the arena, and they're there before you probably even yep. got there. Who knows? Yep. Um, it's, all, it's like empty, except the Rock is yep. to the roof. Yep. I mean, what was that feeling like when you walk out and go, oh, it's going to be one of those nights. It, it was so it was so cool, and and the, what was even better was the night before Friday night. All the kids that were out uh, sleeping in tents for for forty eight hours. <laughs> uh, David Almodovar and his whole team brought them all in, and we had a little pep rally. And um, so I, I was working in the office, and I, I was supposed to come in at eight thirty. So I would just walked down the stairs and walked around, and there it was, like a game day. The rock totally full. Uh, everybody decked out in their T-shirts, um, and they were doing some uh, some karaoke singing competition, which was actually incredible. And um, and seeing that Friday night before the game was really inspiring. And then uh, that's when I lost my mind and said, "Hey, we win this game, we're all going to Cubbies after." <laughs> so so then so then after the game, you know, it was mayhem. It was it was it was beautiful. It was just beautiful. It was it was, it was the greatest senior night I've ever been a part of, and maybe that I ever will be a part of because so many things had to come together, and. Um, and so after after the game, you know, we have to do media, got to do radio, and the press and you conference. You do a live hit on ESPN two as well, right? ESPN yeah. two, and, and then and then uh, we had recruits in town. I had to go meet with the recruits, so we're sitting down with the recruits, and, I, and all of a sudden, I'm getting my uh, Bobby Hordusky, our ops guy, is like, he's like, Coach, 
we got a little issue at Cubby's. <laughs> <laughs> so he got a couple of days being like, hey, we got to go. So we, we raced down there and, and the place was just jam packed. Um, and everybody was so excited that they were getting free meals. <laughs> so it cost me a pretty, pretty penny, but it was, was, right? it was worth every, every dime. <laughs> and the best part was Cubby James, a really good friend. And so, uh, so I actually jumped on FaceTime there with, I, I jumped on FaceTime. I'm like, you got to understand what's happening in your joint right now. So Cubby is just there. Uh, he was excited. It was, it was an unbelievable night. And you know, it is like, that's what makes college athletics so special is because you have these uh, incredibly engaged student bodies and and this cougar nation that that we get to share this with and we all get to witness what these guys are doing together and it's it makes it awesome so the whole night was great Jeremy and I are headed to Cubby's for lunch after this, so maybe yeah, we were a little late to that. Right. We're a little yeah. late hey, to the free dinner. He's still, I'm sure he's still got my credit card, so <laughs> just put it on the table. You know, the thing is, is like I think it's the word spread. I think there were people that aren't even BYU fans that just were like, "Hey, there's free food at Cubby's. Let's go <laughs> down there at one o'clock in the morning." Yeah, I paid for a lot of people's yeah, dinner. Yeah, free loaders tonight, <laughs> right? The Gonzaga bus pulls up. Hey, at least he's buying his dinner on the way out. Mark's doing just fine. The other one. Yeah, that was uh, that was. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. And you told us a story during the break of just the international reach of that. Do you mind yeah. sharing that one? Yeah, it's, you know, of course, I mean, all of us. Like, this was fun. It's everybody, like every BYU fan is connected to other BYU fans. And so um, I got a text. Uh, actually, I just got it this morning. It had been sitting on my phone waiting for me here for for a day. But um, a friend, he took an overnight flight to, uh, to London, and um, so he missed the game. And then he was in church that Sunday. He was like, all anybody was talking about was the game. And, and that's pretty great. It's, uh, it's, it's something that's extraordinarily unique to BYU. And it, it, is, it is awesome that we get to share this together. I mean, we do. We, we share it together. I mean, I, I got so many pictures of people in their living rooms watching the game or celebrating that way. And um, it, it, it's awesome. And it was such a great night. And it was fun to see who showed up as well yeah. in the gym. It, wasn't, it, it was the amazing BYU crowd. Yeah. But let's see. Danny Ainge was there. Dale Murphy was there. Fred Warner. Danny Daniel Sorensen, Kyle Collinsworth was back. Yeah. A bunch of guys. Everyone wanted to be at this game. Yeah, um, because we love this place. You know, it's, it's BYU is an incredibly special place, and, and it's I think it's 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 for all, especially these former players and former greats, and um, you know, it, it, it means something to them, and and uh, it means something to us as a staff and a team. Uh, we want we want all those people that have kind of built this incredible place to be proud of the product, and I think they were Saturday. BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope with us on BYU Sports Nation. We've been asking our fans what was the best thing they saw on Saturday night, and I know it's going to be hard for you to pick one thing. By the way, congratulations on win number 100 in your head coaching Thank career. You. Thank you. What was the best thing, if you could sing, like – Pull out a singular moment from that night. Um, well, there, there's a lot. Uh, and just because it's the most recent, uh, Tom Holmo actually sent me a picture of his son and his grandson, four-year-old grandson, uh, on his son's shoulders. And it's is there a storm in the court. And his four-year-old son has a headband and his hair's all frayed and he's got his jersey on. And he is just so passionately like, <laughs> you just see this freeze frame. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> right? A four-year-old boy on his dad's shoulders. And um, in a big picture, if there's anything that BYU sports is supposed to be, it's supposed to be that. 
because I, I kid you not, like I hear it all the time now, like this young, this young person, just like so many others, 25 years, 30 years from now is going to like have something inside them about an experience they had with their dad at this game that, that they'll, it'll, it'll stir things inside them that are really special. So on one side, it's that on the other side, it's uh, after the game, looking at my guys, uh, our, our team, uh, standing there together, kind of each taking a shot to, to say something to the crowd. Um, uh, the journey that they've walked and that there, there's still a lot left for them to walk and getting to witness them. Because um, you don't, as a player, you know, even senior night, when those guys walked out, they don't really get a chance to take it in because they have serious work at hand, right? They, they, had, they were on a mission. But after the game, for them to be able to just stand there a little bit elevated so they could kind of see all the madness and chaos and, and be able to talk to the fans and be able to share that moment with each other, that'll stick with me forever because that, that was a beautiful moment. It was fun for everyone involved. We'll break down Pepperdine tomorrow on the Pope Show and kind of push it forward a little bit. Uh, but it, with with this situation and and climbing to number seventeen now and net of fourteen, how do how do you keep this going? Because I know you've yeah. said we have some goals that are dangerous. Yeah, so um, you know it's uh, you, you 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 know co- as coaches we're just uh, we're, we're always just living in a paranoid world and so you think if we lose that game it's really hard to recover from and winning that game is hard to recover from and then people ask you well what's going to make you happy and the only thing that makes us happy is winning the next game um and so you know we'll dial back in today and um and the one thing about this veteran group of players that we get to work with is that they understand that every game is so hard and generally a hundred percent it is a hundred percent true this game saturday against pepperdine is going to be harder than this game against gonzaga was last saturday and so we have to prepare and we got to get better this week we have to really focus on getting better and these guys have you know they, they didn't come back all these guys didn't come back and they didn't stay to beat Gonzaga on senior night they came back to try and do bigger things than that and so we still have that that goal firmly in mind and, and we'll work hard on it are you flying the rock to Malibu on uh, Friday night <laughs> uh, I to take my bank account make sure I'm still make sure I'm still in the black here <laughs> Coach, great to have you. Congratulations again. Thanks, Mark. Just an unforgettable night. Thanks, guys. Okay, coming up, rise and shout outs. So many. Who gets them? Plus, our and one picks. They lived up to the billing, and we felt like they all had to happen for BYU to win. Guess what? It did. Spoiler alert, they all happened. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Monday. Show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. I would like to point out a tweet that just came from at Cougar Sports Fan. said, Spencer, BYU's win came down to one thing. The BYU Sports Nation karma. Do not underestimate the karma. There were a lot of things that went well, and uh, yeah, we're not going to take credit for that. That, that, was, that was all the team. It was the students. It, it honestly was everybody, and that's what was special. It was, it was Friday morning when we did the show in the Marriott Center. It was so awesome, and the fans that came out were so great. And then it was the pep rally the next night, and the rock, and the, 
volleyball team winning in three so everyone could get over, which, by the way, 4,100 showed up at the volleyball match. There was double dipping. It was awesome. Love I it. thought it would be a low crowd. It was a great crowd. So it was awesome. Man. We will take credit for our and one picks. And, by the way, Carolyn, one of our stats specialists who did stats for the ESPN crew on Saturday night, yeah. said, I think your half-court shot, Spencer, should count for three points in the end one standings. And I said, I'll bring that up with Jeremy nice, in the but show. That's not a, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> my my half-quarter in Vegas a couple years ago didn't count either. So come on. Let's recap our and one picks. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, we felt like all of these had to happen for BYU to win the game. And they did. My two-pointer. BYU will have fewer turnovers than Gonzaga. The Cougars had 10. Gonzaga with 14. Can't give the most efficient scoring team in the country extra opportunities. BYU will produce the game's leading scorer. I was a little worried early because Killian Tilly got going. But then Yoli Childs took over. He had 28 points. So you got three points. My two-pointer. BYU will make more threes than Gonzaga. Yeah. 11. Let's go. Give us some of that. And one. I said the game will be within single digits with six minutes to go. Remember, BYU lost by 23 in Spokane. Yeah. It was a uh, three-point lead for BYU at the six-minute mark. And you know what happened in this game? BYU led for 30 minutes. And BYU didn't trail for a single stinking second in the second half. How about that? It wasn't even tied in the second half. BYU led the whole half. Gonzaga got to within two at 70 to 68. Yeah, they had it with three three with a couple a couple minutes later. Like BYU So hard to climb tough. back, climb the entire mountain on the road, and BYU held off the Gonzaga yeah. pushes. It's in the shadows of the everlasting hills, Zags, let's go. Our updated scoreboard, Jerem at 43 points. I'm at 38. Games. Uh, we're running out of opportunities here. BYU at Pepperdine. What? Well, there's six games in the NCAA tournament that BYU's going to play. That's true. Plus, Let's hope there are a lot left, right? Let's hope there we'll are a see. lot left. <laughs> Our question of the day. What was the best thing you saw on Saturday night in BYU's epic win over Gonzaga? Commando.carry on Instagram says, heart. Never give up attitude. Gonzaga may not have had their best night, but even on a bad night, they are better than 90% of the NCAA yeah, they're, teams. No, they're awesome. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from John Gilchrist on Facebook. When Gonzaga cut the lead to two late in the second half, 70-68, to 68, BYU didn't roll over. They toughened up the defense, hit open shots, and battled for rebounds. They showed toughness that we haven't seen from BYU for a while. That was awesome. Today's rise and shout-outs. Mine goes to The Rock. The students were so amazing in this game, and I knew they'd have an impact, but they, it was more than I thought. They were incredible showing up two hours before and just being loud and storming the court. It was just so amazing. Everything was amazing Saturday night. My rise and shout-out goes to the crew that organizes the rock and the game day atmosphere. BYU Athletic Marketing led by David Almodova. Incredible effort to set up that unforgettable scene on Saturday night. Absolutely. Our thanks to today's guests, Mark Pope and Chris Burgess. Sorry to Dennis Penn, no time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Anson Winder, who led the Cougars in scoring the last time BYU beat Gonzaga at home. See you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs.